Hello, my friends. It is Manny. So this is unusual, right? It's Sunday, at least in America. And our show comes out on Monday. Well, me and my dear friend Bridget are doing another podcast all about Tom Clancy's The Division 2. And that is going to be on a completely separate feed. I'm not going to put the episodes here like I did with Anthem, with the Anthem show. But I did want to put the very first episode here. So that's what this is. This is the first episode. If you're into The Division or if you just want to subscribe and show your support, uh, I would love you forever. And I would encourage you to do it. Thank you for that. It's not ready yet. It's still going through approval with iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. But you could actually listen to it directly from our website, rogueagentdown.com. It should be available on all of those podcasting platforms pretty soon. But here's the first episode. So hopefully by the second one, it'll have its own feed and it'll be good to go. So if you have any feedback, please let me know. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Rogue Agent Down. Rogue Agent Down is a podcast about Tom Clancy's The Division 2. Our goal is to give you the intel you need to succeed in taking back DC. You can call me Manny G, my friend. And I am joined by a fully classified striker, Bridget. How's it going? It's going wonderful. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm so happy to be doing this. I know. This is so exciting. I, you know, it's, it's, um, it's one of my favorite topics right now. You know, games are one of my favorite topics in general, and The Division is my favorite game. So to, to have the privilege of sitting with you and talking, you know, for a couple of minutes is, is really a blast. Oh, for sure. I, I am so excited about this game. And what I'm excited about is that this game is like days away. Yeah. Like it is around the corner. It's there here. is there is uh some charts on ubisoft.com that kind of show you exactly the start times for the entire world and it's it, they're actually pretty sweet like you just look up your country and then see what time you can start playing and there you go. I have to wait uh how how many days do I have to wait? I have like one two days cuz it's Monday at midnight. Mhm. Are you preloaded? Yeah, I am nice. ready. I downloaded the game twice, apparently, on Xbox. <laughs> like, like they had like this patch, and I looked at it, it was like 40-something gigs. I, I think that that day one patch is going to be no joke, though. You know, even yeah. with the preload? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I just good, hope though. my internet can, can take it by the time we get there. Yeah, it's a, it's a good sign, though. I mean, you know, I think... Obviously, we'll talk a lot about the beta, but, you know, already having some level of support and knowing that there were a ton of bugs in the beta, um, yeah. I'm really excited. You know, there's a lot of things to, to just be excited for. Oh, me too. So before we jump into the, the show, let's take a second and kind of talk about our division experience and, and what we're doing. I mean, this is episode one, right? Episode one. So we're probably going to have people who have never heard us before. So, Bridget, you want to start? Yeah. Tell us a, a bit about your division history. My division history. So, I am a day one division player. I stood in line. I stood behind folks who were blocking the door so rudely <laughs> whenever you had to register yourself as an agent. 
Um, I Somebody have was put, doing jumping jacks for you? Somebody was doing jumping jacks <laughs> and ruining it for everyone else. Oh, um, man. I believe I put in over 2,000 hours um, on The Division on Xbox. I, you know, I was one of those those people who stuck with the division through all the bugs, all the falling through the floor, all of the chaos, and you know, oh, all I of the. That. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I was I was pretty hardcore and stuck with it, you know, all the way to to the patch that saved everything and and started to bring people back. And you know, I I'm I've loved the game forever. I've have all the the classified sets. I have. <laughs> I've played everything and, and yeah. I'm just so excited to play more. For sure. Yeah. I, I started at that same time and I was not blocked, but I did get to the little, the little laptop that everyone in the world had to get to and it just wouldn't work. Like I couldn't start. So it was, it was frustrating. Actually, division. That was the game that got me and a bunch of other people to say, I'm never pre-ordering a game again. <laughs> and, you know, Manny, you were the reason. I don't know if you remember this, but you were the reason that I pre-ordered The Division because you posted that. Oh, really? Yeah. You posted the live action. Um, oh, like, yeah. So the trailers that they had that introduced all the factions. And I was like, yep, we're playing this. We're going to play this game. <laughs> Manny's hyped on it. That means I'm hyped on it. <laughs> Here That's we were. Funny. So, wow, that was over three years ago. How funny. Yeah, I wow, know. We've known each other for a long time. Yeah, we have known each other for a long time. I guess that's kind of important. Yeah, we've uh, we've been playing games together for a while. We, you know, Manny and I kind of cut our teeth and, and got to know each other through Destiny. Mm -hmm. um, did a lot of raids together, a lot of uh, a lot of King's Fall, Wrath of the Machine. So we kind of played through all that. And, you know, we've we played some different games, Manny. Um Plays all kinds of games. He goes on quite a few gaming adventures. Mm -hmm. Myself, I've kind of really stuck to, I don't have a ton of time to play yeah. all sorts of games, but I, I do, I tend to fall in love with one and, and stick with it. So yeah, we've been playing together for a while. Yeah. It's been fun. It and, has yeah. been fun. The division. So I played and I quit. Like I just didn't have the stamina. Like I, I had a great time and my schedule for whatever reason wasn't lining up with a lot of other people. So I felt like a lot of times I was just alone and I would go into the dark zone because that was the only place you could really progress. Yeah. And every single time I would find somebody who had 20 hours more than I did or whatever, and then would just wreck my night like over right. and over. So it was like a meat grinder. So after a while, I was like, man, I, I just can't keep doing this because I can't like progress. Like I couldn't get any better. And there were like, you know, those times where I'm like standing on a, on a rooftop and I'm like, Andy, I'm sinking. My character is sinking and I'm going down like levels in the building. Yep. So yeah, there was, there's always these bugs and stuff. And honestly, none of the bugs really bothered me that much. I thought a lot of them were pretty funny, but it was just that roadblock and just the balance and how just how in need the community was for a 1.8. That was just so evident. Yeah. And talk about a valid criticism. I mean, you know, talk about someone who was so excited for the game, right? And then yeah. wanted to make an effort and really wanted to, to try and get into this and threw themselves into the chaos that still is the dark zone only to be stomped repeatedly. You know, it was, <laughs> it was a big, it was a big mistake, you know, the way that they handled that. I mean, to the point where I didn't know that we'd be sitting here talking about, you know, the division two, 
So it really, it really is exciting. And I'm so excited that, you know, for, for all of the, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're still playing that, that I heard that so many people are excited and they're getting (laughs) the game and they're playing. I mean, it's, it's, it's a crazy time. What are, what are you most excited for in all this? Yeah, man, there is, there's way too much to be excited for. I am, I'm just stoked that the division two is launching as like a full game as like an yeah. entire package. And that is like such a stark contrast because, you know, months down the road or months back, I was really excited for fallout 76, right? We do the, um, for those of you who don't know, I do another podcast called the gaming adventure club. I do that with my, my dear brother, my, or not actual brother, but my friend Andy. And we started back uh, last year during E3 and fallout 76 was one of the games that we were so excited about. Mm-hmm. And then it released and it was like, where's the game? Like it was so broken and there were so many things missing that we wanted. And then we just had Anthem, right? And I had so many high hopes. But the problem is that a lot of these games, they they overpromise and they give you these vague ideas. So you're left to kind of speculate. And and too often that leads to like disappointment because when they're telling you, when one of the, the Bioware developers is telling you, this game is going to have a massive full end game. And they say stuff like that mm-hmm. and you believe them, Yep. you know, and then the game comes out and it's like, there's only three strongholds <laughs> and what do I do now? Yeah. And it's like, all right now, now before I just continue to just trash on Anthem, I'm not trying to trash on it. I know it's a good game and there's a lot there and there's a lot of good friends that I have. that are still enjoying it. Fantastic. That's great. That's not the case with the division. One thing that Massive has really done is they have shown us in great detail, especially through their uh, state of the game videos lately, exactly what we're getting, not only up to level 30, but but well into level 30, because they've promised us a 40 hour campaign. And I believe them because Division One had a really long, really great campaign. Like I loved it. It was so good. So, well, before, before we continue and jump into, to all the things you want to talk about, just a, a couple last things about, uh, I guess, because this is episode one, like why, why are we doing a podcast <laughs> of the division? Right. I think my biggest answer is uh, a community. And the reason why I say that is because I love being a part of a gaming community. That's why I started the gaming adventure club. And I kind of pitched the idea to Andy and Andy was like, we need to start a podcast. And then, you know, we had our own little group, right? The book club. So I, I came up with these ideas of what I wanted the community to be. And I, I kind of approached the book club and I said, Hey, look, we're just a small group. Why don't we just expand what we have to more people and just have a community that is full of people that cares about each other. That is just really chill. That doesn't have any drama. And that's free to play any game you want. So that's that was like the start of it, right? So community is a big part of who I am. And I love the whole Division franchise, and I'm excited for the Division 2. So I thought, you know what? I love podcasting. I love informing my community about things. So why not do a podcast? It's a great reason to do it. You and I have both been blessed to be part of 
I think, still one of the greatest gaming communities out there, even though I'm not really playing that much Destiny anymore. You know, Destiny Reset yeah. and and yeah. really learning oh, yeah. from that. And community really resonates to me because whenever – I took kind of a hiatus from gaming um, – mm-hmm. Whenever I was, you know, st- starting a-, a venture with work, basically, I was like, you know what, I'm pulling, pulling the, cutting the cord with the Xbox. I'm not going to play right now. Yeah. Um, this was a couple years ago. And then I finally was like, you know what, things have settled down. I want to get back into gaming. And, you know, a friend of mine was like, hey, you should get Destiny. You love Halo. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, sure, Destiny. And, you know, I, I purchased Destiny at the Taken King. So I was, very late to the party, and I didn't know where to begin, and I had to drive to Ohio, which was a couple hours away from me, and I started listening to Destiny Reset, you yeah. know, and I really have to to give them a shout out because I was like, oh my gosh, how am I possibly going to figure out this game? You know, what what is there to do, and how do I... So I started just listening, you know, and then, then I joined the Discord, and then I found this amazing community. You know, just to, just as kind of an aside, more or less, you know, as, as a woman, it can be hard to find a gaming community. You know, it's, it's not always, it's not always the easiest, you know, to, Mm -hmm. you know, folks doubt, you know, your abilities. And that's okay. It it really doesn't bother me, um, like it used to. And that's, that is what it is. But to have a welcoming community for everybody and especially, you know, to bring it around back to the division, this game, the Division 1, and, and I'll speculate on the Division 2, is not going to be that accessible for everyone. It's going to have its own challenges. It's not just a game that you can, ah, I got like a half an hour to kill. Yeah. I'll play here, I'll play there. No, it's it really is designed to be a lifestyle game. Obviously speaking more to the Division than the Division 2 right now. Yeah. Just because there's so much to do and to, you know, figure out the builds and figure out the stats and... Where does this, you know, it got easier after they changed the loot system, but where does this drop here? How am I possibly mm-hmm. going to complete my stri- my striker set if the striker pieces only drop from this incursion or whatever it may be? Um, yeah. You know, you have to look for those resources. And for me personally, I would rather connect with, you know, a human, right? I would rather listen to something. I would rather you know, hop on Discord and talk to folks about it. Or, you know, obviously we all have read it, but... It is really great. I love single player games, but I do, I always seem to keep coming back to these games that foster a sense of friendship because there's nothing greater than figuring out a raid or figuring out an incursion with a group of friends that you've put in that time and effort. And the only way you get that is with a community. So I think, I think we're pretty aligned, Manny. There you go. (laughs) I think so. So the things we're going to cover in the podcast is we're going to talk about we're going to talk about news. Actually, somebody told me they don't want to hear about news that they'll just get it from Ubisoft. So sorry. That's, that's what I do. I talk about gaming news. So, um, yeah, we're going to cover news and, and whatever comes up. Uh, we're going to try and do some guides. We're going to talk about lore. We're going to talk about PVP because that's something that I super love. And we're going to talk about community stuff, different posts from Reddit or any kind of feedback that you guys have for us. If you have like a particular set that you really love and you want to talk about it, send it to us and we'll talk about it. Yep. So, yeah. So we want, you know, we have some ideas and some goals for the show, but we would love for you to be a part of it. So there's your invitation. All right. So let's let's jump into our topic, right? And since it's the first show, the game's not out yet, 
we're just going to talk about things that we're excited about and we're looking forward to. And some things that have really sold me and kind of like a, a cemented my, my desire and decision to just, uh, to make division two like a part of what I want to do here in the future. I was looking through Reddit and on, on the game's official Twitter, they posted like a, a check, a checklist of different items that are actually available to do. And so they have this, this list of black task invasions, specializations, world tiers, an eight player raid, occupied dark zone, free post launch updates. So they had all these different things that are super exciting. And I'm looking forward to all of these because a lot of these are just repeatable activities and there's a huge range of things to do. And Sorry to bring up uh, Anthem again, but one of the main criticism is not that there wasn't enough to do. It's that there wasn't like enough variety. There's not enough like different separate things to do. The Division 2 is bringing the variety. There is a lot of stuff. There is a lot of stuff. And it's, you know, that was that was the big thing with the Division 1 is that now you have content to play every day. Now, I'm not totally unrealistic in the sense that there's going to be so much to do and we're going to have a fully fleshed out game because that's not really how these things work. So I don't True. I don't want to presume that or or give the assumption to anybody that is playing the Division 1 is on the fence of the Division 2. Is it going to be just like this and I'm going to have survival in the underground? No. No. But I think one of the things that is going to give the game some serious replay- replayability is this idea of this living world. Whenever we talk about the blast Black Tusk invasions, right? So you reach 30, you hit the end game, and you know, you've you've kind of conquered your map, so to speak. Um, whatever that that's gonna look like, right? And now yeah. a new faction is introduced. And if you did play the beta, um, and if you access the invaded invaded mission, which in my opinion, was the best part of the whole beta. You faced an enemy that, you know, because we were all so new, um, Mm -hmm. and we didn't really know what we were doing with these specializations. You know, they're smarter than you. They're faster than you. They're going to flank you. And on top of it, they are going to come at you from all sides. They are a a superior trained military force that is, is coming to literally invade. And, you know, compared to, you know, the factions in the Division One, where you had these soldier types coming in and, and taking over, and then that became the legendary missions, Black Tusk are also going to invade your map, and they'll be able to take, you know, your strongholds, they'll be able to take these things over, and you'll have to fight for them. So to have, you know, replay- replayability in the end game, not just with activities, but in the LZ, the light zone... Yeah. Um, is so exciting because that was one of the major criticisms, you know, for me is that, you know, whenever it came to PVE content, you know, you, you played through these missions, but nothing really changed in your LZ. You know, there wasn't, that wasn't quite the living world that, that it felt like it should be. So very exciting stuff. Yeah. I, I think the living world activities are super exciting because like you said, you know, as soon as you, you finish the story, you know, it's, it's not over this big invasion where the whole world changes and it's dynamic. It's going to happen a lot over time. And it's just something that's going to give you repeatable content where a certain section is going to be taken over by the black tusk or by another faction and some NPCs that you're providing supplies for and stuff, they're going to be able to take certain areas as well. So, so it's this whole different, like living world RPG thing that's going down that is 
I think pretty unique and, and going to be a strong thing for the division. And how about that dog, right? You posted about the dog. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So there's, I, I can't remember exactly, but it was the, the character, your character's in a firefight and a dog yeah. came up and took cover. I think that's super cool. Oh yeah. And the, um, <laughs> it was, it was a post I saw on Reddit and the dog like had his tail between his legs and stuff and stopped wagging his tail and he was all scared. So yeah, that's, that's pretty funny. I'm, I'm actually gonna, I'm really looking forward to that quite a bit. Someone posted today and, and I admittedly just saw this, um, before we started here that, and I don't know if this is true or not, um, that there are instant stealth kills if you, uh, sort of sneak up on someone. Oh, like melee from the back? Melee from the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did see that. I did not. I just saw that. Um, <laughs> Gonna yeah, be it's it's going to be funny, but it it all kind of contributes. And you know, in in 2019, you know, having a living world game really shouldn't be that big of a deal anymore. <laughs> you know, yeah, so it's yeah. it's really great that you know all these things are are coming to the division. And you know, I I'm not totally sold on DC yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked uh, the ambiance of New York. Yeah. But I think with all of these things that are, are coming in the end game and just having so much to explore, yeah, I am really excited. You know, I felt the same way a bit until I did in the beta, the Dark Zone introductory mission. And that just felt mm. so eerie to me. I was in there with Thaden and it just felt like it was actually a place that is just, you know, destroyed by a virus, right? And everything's all overgrown and stuff and it to me it the just the feeling that that sense the ambience kind of kind of hit the mark for me well it's interesting that you know you call out the ambience in the dark zone because you know kind of as you're saying that i guess is the ambience in the dark zone that that for me that i love so much was that coming from the snowy setting or was that coming from the fact that i potentially could be am- ambushed by another player <laughs> at any time it's probably saying it out loud this probably actually the latter yeah. um so it is exciting yeah, for sure. Uh, World tiers are coming back. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be four at the beginning. And each world tier to progress, you have to go through like a stronghold. And a stronghold is just like this, uh, I guess, kind of like a, a story mission dungeon type thing where it's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard to get to. We don't have a whole lot of details on them. Uh, but we know once you once you are able to, to overcome and conquer those, then the next uh, the next world tier opens up. And that goes all the way up to four. And then shortly after launch, there's going to be the final stronghold where the Black Tusk are going to give you quite a fight. And that will open up to world tier five. And I absolutely love the progressions that you have going through the the world tiers or the difficulties because that gives you a good sense of progression. And with there being a total of five, that helps you to have a pretty good curve, a gear progression curve that. I think will kind of lead to a, a smoother, smoother transition between the tiers. So I yeah. think that's, that's done really well. Yeah. I think that's, you know, since world tiers were introduced later mm-hmm. in the division, I think yeah. to have that from the beginning, that'll really help. And it'll also help players understanding, right? There was a lot of confusion of, 
oh, why? I mean, I remember reading, you know, posts like, why is my gear dropping at 187 <laughs> or whatever it may be? Well, yeah, yeah. you know, because you're playing, you're playing the same game as me, but you're actually playing a lower level and, you know, then bringing all my friends up to world tier five to drop all the good gear for them. I, I think you're right. I think it'll be a much more natural progression. And I think with, and again, this is, this is an assumption, but I think with the way that specializations and the gear sets are going to work, it won't it won't be such a crux if the loot doesn't drop everywhere right if they do end up having certain things only drop from certain places which i imagine they at least will in the beginning yeah we won't have to necessarily rely on the exclusivity of a build and this is just solely based off of the patriot set which i don't know if anybody saw that but basically it's it's a new gear set um which will debuff your enemy in certain ways but it's it's cool because you know with the way that the loot worked previously with the world tiers you know everything kind of had to work together or it would level wise it would really bring you down yes now it sounds like that the boosts that are going to be provided with the gear sets will make the game more fun rather than being like classified striker where if you don't have this you're probably gonna die (laughs) or whatever whatever it may be (laughs) So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. One thing I'm really looking forward to is like the whole brand system. I think there's 12 different brands. Yeah. And think of brands in the sense of like Adidas, Nike's, uh, Burger King. I don't know. Um, 511. 511 yeah. Tactical. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So each brand has their own kind of like set. So if you put one on, you get a, a specific bonus. You put two on, you get a second and three, you get a third. So they, they have these different bonuses that you can kind of utilize to to have a better character build just as you're leveling up you find them and then there are like traditional sets uh we will find those later on where you need like five six pieces and stuff they're just going to be really strong but the whole brand system is really cool because i think it's nice to be able to kind of make a, a character build like you know a pseudo build as you're leveling up because so many games and so many times you can't do anything like that until you're completely done with the story. So a lot of people feel like they have to rush through the story to be able to experience all those end game things. But I think this is really positive because you're going to be able to experience that yeah. a, a lot sooner. And I, I think whenever we're talking about the loot of the division, you know, if anybody is, you know, kind of listening and, and wondering, you know, is, is this potentially a game for me? The really amazing thing I think that the division did well whenever they introduced the gear sets like Striker Reclaimer, you know, these these builds and I, I'm sorry to compare it to Destiny, but <laughs> you know, these whenever you got a Destiny set, right, you would have yeah. only a certain number of stats, right? And and I'm gonna forget what they are, but you didn't have that much diversity in your build. You know, it was a little True. bit more geared to and I, I do believe that a lot of this has changed in Destiny too, so please Please forgive the old school knowledge. Um, but you had less of the control over your build and, you know, maybe a little bit more control over your guns. The way that the division does loot is that almost anything can work together if you only had a certain number of pieces. Um, obviously, you know, there were times where you were aiming for a significant amount of pieces and, you know, there were still a lot of trash loot drops, but they always, every activity kind of made you feel like you were getting something. And the way that, and this is, this is actually for some folks, this is a criticism of, of the division, but you really could manipulate your build 
stats-wise um, through recalibration. So nothing really had to be finalized. A trash piece of gear could still technically be trash, but it at least always kind of made you feel like you were making an impact on your build, whether it was positively or negatively. So mm-hmm. whenever you were able to kind of hit that pinnacle of loot, and for me, you know, it, it at least until uh, they nerfed it very recently, that was Classified Striker. So to be able to collect these pieces and feel like the build that I'm creating, you know, this this uh, 4-9 firearms and stamina, and to see the difference in the dark zone, you really have an impact. You know, it's not like all these things just click together and you're done. You know, there's so many different ways to play the game. And, you know, to have hear about these brand sets and then hear about these gear sets and then hear about specializations, you know, they're really giving us a whole lot of ways to play the game, probably both to make it easier for folks and also to say, here, there's really no wrong way. You know, so if you're a little nervous getting involved in such a loot-heavy game, there's really not going to be any bad way to play it. There's going to be a better way to play it, but that doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean that you could really be playing it wrong. It just requires a little bit of experimentation. Is that a yeah. word? Is that a word? Yes. Okay. I believe so. <laughs> I had a I had a whiskey before this, Manny. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know if I said that right. Yeah, I probably should have done the same. But let's talk a little bit about uh, the last state of the game we just had. Uh, Hamish Bode, he sat down with Trick Dempsey. Trick is the uh, senior game designer. Uh, Very interesting guy. Uh, Hamish as well. That was actually a really, really fun episode. I was was happy to watch it. It It's only like 35 minutes long, so you could find it on YouTube. I believe it's around there. But anyways, they talked about strongholds and bounties. And some of the things that really, really stuck out to me that got me excited, since that's kind of the theme of the show mm-hmm. is the, the deck of 52. The deck of 52 is 52 named bosses and each suit of cards, right? Follow the theme is uh, representative of a different faction in the game. So they're wandering out around the world and you can go out and find them and stuff. But the Royals of the suits, they are these, outlandish these these are the words trick used uh they're outlandishly dangerous and once you kill one of them they won't be available again until you have killed all 52 and uh, uh, you know essentially you've collected the entire deck they actually drop their cards like whenever you kill them so you could actually literally collect them so i think this whole system is super intriguing i like that it's not just a random boss out in the world like you remember Mm -hmm. the bullet king Oh, yeah. Like, he was my best friend for a long time before they nerfed him. I don't know how many times I killed him. But, well, there was, um, there was that three-day period where you could just, I think it was three days, you could just keep resetting, and it was yes, unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I did it over it was and over. Okay, but... Uh-huh, pretty much. And I remember uh, Papa Los jumped in there, and, and he got all kinds of stuff. It was it was actually a really excited time because we were just all so hungry for gear. Mm-hmm. But this is a great design. I love it. I love it's not just, you know, there's a bunch of uh, named bosses out in the world. You know, there's actually a process to just eliminating all of them and collecting your deck. And as far as what you're going to do with that deck, I don't think they said. I'm not sure. Well, you know, there's going to be a patch, a physical (laughs) armband patch, (laughs) which I'm sure will be... uh, you know, one one to definitely cover it. I would love, you know, um, may, maybe they're going to have this. I would love to have some lore attached to that. Yeah. You know, they, they always have, you know, ridiculous names, right? And 
I mean, mm-hmm. I killed Apollo quadrillion times. Everybody's killed Alex. You know, it's, yeah. I would love to see that whenever you collect this card, that there's something about that individual. And I don't know. I mean, right now, if you, in the beta, if you got killed by somebody, you got a little bit of lore. You know, if you got killed by a hyena, you would have a little yeah. blurb about them. So I don't know. It would be great. It would be great to not have faceless enemies, so to speak. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, that's that's my hope out of the, the deck of 52. Yeah. I, I think it's a super interesting system. And I love stuff like this because, you know, it's all wrapped up in a theme and it makes it more exciting than just going to, to go find some random mob and killing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing they talked about was the bounty system. And I, I think this is actually pretty exciting too. So it's a tiered system, right? So you, yes. you kind of gradually progress throughout your bounties. So rather than just have a, if, if I'm understanding it correctly, rather than just have, oh, do this every single day, you kind of can work up to it and, and get harder and harder. Exactly. Defeat harder and harder enemies, but also get better and better loot, if if I'm understanding this correctly. Yeah, and it, it's kind of interesting because, you know, I, I played last year Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and they have this mercenary system where you encounter these different mercenaries in the world, and, and some of them are, are kind of randomly genera- uh, generated. Um, so, so you're not always sure who you're fighting and who you're killing, and you kind of stock them down and stuff. What's interesting about this is that I believe they talked about how there's these uh these bounties they're different people in different cities are throughout the city and whenever you kill one it kind of gives you intel and info on where to kill the other one so it kind of it's it is like a like a progression that gets harder and harder and harder and you have to you can't just jump to the end you have to actually play the system to get there so yeah i think i like the whole the whole bounty system. I think it's something that's going to keep me busy for a while because I like the idea of, of hunting down targets and, and discovering more Intel in order to find the next one. So that is, that's really exciting to me. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's, you know, the other, the idea of being an agent, right? There should be some level of, of police work, right? And we got that a little bit with the echo missions, you know, the bounty, The uh-huh. bounty missions, right? One would leave to the other. And those were my personal favorite side missions. So to expand on this, mm-hmm. it's awesome. I want to find yeah. some hunters. I want to hunt down some hunters. <laughs> that would be really fun. For sure. You know, I, I think whenever we're talking about the end game and, and the state of the game, every out of everything that they mentioned in that, my personal favorite that I am so excited for is definitely the Dark Zone. And, you know, the occupied dark zone and then the normalization of the dark zone, there's, you know, for, you know, kind of what we were talking about in the beginning to kind of mitigate the whole idea of going in there and getting wrecked. Now you have, you you can choose to go get wrecked (laughs) Um, or you can try and fight players who were, who were a little bit more on your level. We couldn't have named the show Rogue Agent Down if we weren't excited about the dark zone. Yeah, that's right. very true. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do, honestly, the whole normalization thing, that, that appeals to me because of that whole experience that I had in the past. And I'm like, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I have three children, I have a full-time job, and I work overtime, 
So I have all these time constraints that like keeps me from being able to do what I want, which is play all day, every day. So <laughs> because, of, <laughs> because of that, I'm thankful like for the normalization because it actually gives me a chance to participate in the dark zone. The dark zone for me was the pinnacle of the division, mm-hmm. mostly because I was afraid of it. For like a solid year and a half, um, especially for, for all of the times that I was playing alone. And yeah. I honestly, you know, it, it wasn't until that classified striker set that I felt like I could go in there and hold my own. And it was definitely because I had a leg up on other players. You yeah. know, there were always, you still could run into a predator or, you know, a nomad that kept getting lucky repeatedly. It would still happen. But for the most part, the vast majority of the players, you know, were like you many, you know, they weren't. <laughs> living their lives for the uh-huh. dark zone and but yeah. they have every right to be in there um just as much as as the gang squads do so it's it's really cool to think that this part of the game and if you are still playing the division or if you have any interest in the dark zone currently they you have to go into the upper zones of the dark zone the best design levels were in that update whenever they released um the more northern areas mm, yeah so to know that that content existed and so many people never got to see it was such a shame because it was so cool. Like the opera house, all, all of that stuff is amazing. It's totally still worth it. it to try and <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that so many people yeah. missed it. It was the best part of the dark zone. It still is. So to think, to know that they're capable of creating landmarks that are that amazing. Um, and then to bring it down and normalize it and allow everybody to experience it it's awesome yeah i'm excited i'll take you to the grow house there's, there's a couple <laughs> there's an adult themed landmark um in the DC. <laughs> yes. so. oh, funny um the, they do have the occupied dark zone and that one there is no normalization your gear score definitely matters and uh friendly fire is on you can kill your friends that's exciting right super that excited to kill my friends I like how their their approach, right? There's three different zark do- Z- dark zark zones. There's three different zark dark zones. I almost did it again. And uh, the occupied dark zone. I guess it's gonna rotate between the three, right? Yeah. So it's it'll never be. I I mean it'll be really interesting to see how that works if they explain that mechanic. I missed it. Um, but I think the nice thing about that is depending on how often they rotate, I think that'll give a level of variety to the maps Mm -hmm. because you'll be forced to kind of get to know everything. And, you know, the dark zone currently, there's definitely certain spots where people just, you know, I I can't remember if it's an official landmark or no, it's just an extraction zone or there's the boss named Torch and everybody stands right outside the the exits of the dark zone and you know that you're going to get hit with a manhunt there so mm-hmm. to to constantly have that that field of play rotating yeah i think it's a really good change to kind of balance things out with the maps yeah that is exciting uh, let's talk real quick about the whole uh uh going rogue like light edition like where your skull's uh white and there's this whole thing where you can actually go rogue without killing anybody like without going through the the trouble of wasting your bullets, you could like steal stuff from people, right? Like if you're trying to yeah. extract something and you could actually claim everything and then you get this, this white skull. I don't know. What are they calling that? I don't know what they're calling that. 
I don't know what they're calling that either. I know that there's just may- maybe multiple tiers of it. Yeah, it's funny because once you do that and then, you know, people can obviously hunt you to try and pay you back, but they have these terminals that are that are scattered about. If you go and you hack the terminal, I mean, you hack enough of them, you get access to a place called the Thieves' Den, and you can go in there and kind of um, protect yourself for a bit. But it's it's a way of going rogue without actually killing anybody, which which I think is kind of funny. So I think you can steal chests too, right? Yes. Yeah, that's the rogue, and then and then disavowed rogue, which is the higher tier. Which I think I think you have to kill somebody to hit that, and then yes. manhunt. Um, I'm admittedly drawing a blank on so how many. So when you kill five people, right? Five people. I think that's what it is currently as well. So yeah, that that's it's a decent amount of people. And is yeah. that five people as a group, uh-huh. or is that okay? I well, I'm not like actually. Fun. Honestly, there's only in each dark zone, there's a maximum of 12 players now. So I don't know mm. if the manhunt is five because that would be a pretty high percentage of the people that's actually in the dark zone. So I'm not sure, honestly. Yeah. I, I don't know how that's going to work. Somebody I mean, manhunters. Tell us. Please fact check us. I would love I would love to know that. I suppose I could Google it. Oh, <laughs> somebody can send us a, a you're wrong. Can, please Google it. I, I don't know. The 12 player, that's going to be interesting. I'm not really sure how that's going to work yet. I think it's interesting. Marco Styles had a, or Marco Styles had an interesting take on it and he thought it was a good idea. And he was, he was kind of saying in one of his videos, he was willing to kind of give it a good, a good go because it's going to be, I think pulling off a manhunt and staying alive seems to be a bit more interesting when there's less people in a smaller map. Yes. Than it is when everyone's hunting you and all you're doing is running from, from one direction to the other because you don't have any way of healing yourself anymore or whatever. You know, it's, I think it's, um, I think it, it's going to make for a more interesting, almost like a match, right? Almost like a PVP match in a smaller area. So yeah. I think it might have some, its own special, uh, sauce to it. Yeah. I think, I think that's a really, all of Marco's points are, are generally good points, but I think that it, I mean, he's, he's the king, right? In terms of the DZ, it is, it's an interesting point, right? Because right now, you know, if you activate a manhunt, you can just run right down, you know, time yourself correctly that you don't, you're, you're care- very careful about when you choose to activate your terminal and assuming that you don't have, you know, eight players there waiting for one person. Yeah. Um, there's a couple clever, clever ways that you can do it. And on top of it, right now, the loot is not all that great. Um, So generally, it's not really worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, But if they, you know, do something to, you know, obviously the Thieves' Den is, there's some attractiveness there um, to be able Mm -hmm. to get it there. But uh, we'll see. Um, I I will be spending a significant amount of time in the Occupied Dark Zone. Yeah. One thing that's interesting is that they're going to have these three stations. And if you have a manhunt, if you're on the... uh, manhunt status you can go to a station and and disable it so then you have two other choices if you do that then that's going to give people more time to find you it increases the difficulty level on yourself for surviving but when you do that um, it increases your rewards for doing so so i i love the fact that there's all these little mini games that they've built into the dark zone and it just makes for for a, a more interesting and a deeper experience I'm a hundred percent stoked. I am too. I am <laughs> hyped. I really am. It's 
<laughs> it's kind of embarrassing how much I've been thinking about the division uh-huh. <laughs> in the past two weeks. Yeah, but it's you know it's I think one of the things for me personally, I I tend to let hype, um, I run away with it a little bit. So I am trying to temper my expectations a little bit that there probably will be bugs, right? Not not all that is shiny, shimmering marketing uh, yeah. is gold. And to kind of be patient. Now, I do – I am very, very encouraged with the, the way that the game has been supported thus far. Um, I'm thrilled with the transparency. But I don't – you know, as we start this podcast, I don't want someone to listen and be like, oh, my gosh, Bridget and Manny, they're just – uh, they're obsessed, right? They're, they can't possibly say anything wrong. I don't, <laughs> I don't want this to be, you know, such a division two advertisement that we're not, you know, we're, we're realistic. There's, there's going to be server issues. You probably will get deltaed. Um, there probably will be something that will mm-hmm. be all over the front page of Reddit and Paul, uh, What's his name is probably going to write about all the Paul Tassi. Yes, Paul Tassi <laughs> is probably going to write about all the the bugs, yeah. um, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. It's- oh man, if if there is like real trouble, just I will dumpster this game. Like I have <laughs> like no Anthem. problem with lighting it on fire. <laughs> like you know, I am I'm 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 always true to myself. So oh good. Yeah, you're gonna you'll hear it. Trust yes. me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As much as I love the franchise, I did not get the Ultimate or the Dark, or not the Ultimate, the Phoenix Edition. Yeah. Or the Dark Zone. I just got regular old gold. I was like, mm-hmm. this is, I, I did want, um, you know, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, previously on Gaming Adventure Club, we talked a little yeah. bit about the benefits of coming, of getting the season pass. So I did at least want, or the year one pass. Yeah. So I did at least want to get that, but I, I'm not so willing to to blindly throw my money for cosmetics at this point. I love that it's offered. I know that there yeah. are people who are totally willing to do that, but I'm definitely a little bit more tempered this time around. Hyped, but but tempered. Um, yeah. Hey, you do but you, willing Bridget. To, to go I'm not going to hate you for, for doing what you want to do, but I, I bought all the stuff. Did you? I got did, all, yeah. Did no, get, I, did, I didn't get the statue stuff. That's, statue? that's too much. Like, no way. My wife would be like, what are you doing? I know. I like, you're too old for these dolls. <laughs> we just purged today, actually. I, I'm, I'm sitting in an office right now and I'm looking at like the Destiny Iron Banner figure over there that I, I was reduced to. I was like, you're allowed to keep one thing. And I, I, uh-huh. So there's no, uh, no more statues coming into our house anymore, but, um, <laughs> No yeah. more space bags. But. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Oh, yeah. The Destiny space bag. I remember that. That's the space so, bag. All right. Be- before we peace out of here, there was a, a Reddit post that I wanted to mention really quickly by uh, Bond Diesel underscore TD, and it's called A Cautionary Tale of Realistic mm-hmm. Expectations and the Division 2. And this is what his post said. So we've gotten to see some really cool stuff in the last few months and especially the last week or so. But let's be straight up about a few things. The Division 2 will not release in perfect shape. There will be bugs. There will be server issues. There will probably be exploits that people find. There will be balancing issues and OP talents, gears, and guns. What's important, in my opinion, is how these issues are communicated, acknowledged, and how quickly they are handled. Bond Diesel TD is right. Boom. It's, um, 
Yep. Sounds like he's been there, done that. (laughs) He probably also stood at the door with jumping jacks. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. He was probably the one doing it. I know, you know, we had some friends in the, in the gaming club who were not super happy with the, the bugs in the beta. Um, I will tolerate those bugs as long as they are fixed. If they are, if I'm, if my gun sounds are still dropping out, you know, whenever we're talking about our first impressions of the game itself, it'll be a problem. So I think, I think that's a, that's a very healthy warning, you know, too massive more than anyone, right? You know, it's, it's, we will forgive. We'll forgive the initials, but they have to be fixed. Exactly. Yep. So my friends, it's dangerous to rogue alone. So go to rogueagentdown.com and click on the discord link and join the club. So like I said earlier, Rogue Agent Down is a part of the Gaming Adventure Club. So if you go to rogueagentdown.com, you'll see that it's just kind of like a, a landing page. It's actually on my other website, but it's it's just one Discord. So jump in and come hang out. Come say hi. Come make some friends. It's a lot of really good people in there. And one thing that I want to ask you all to do. I would like you to go over to iTunes and leave us a review. The reason why is because that is one of the only ways that a new podcast could get some exposure. So please do that for us. If you would like totally optional, but do it. Just kidding. And uh, not really not optional. (laughs) Please do it. (laughs) Please do it. Okay. And lastly, if you want to contact us in any way, if you have any feedback for the show or if you want to shout out or if you just have something to say that you would like us to kind of like go over on the show or you just want to tell us what a great or horrible job we're doing, please do it. I will read it. I promise uh, you could send us an email, just podcast at rogueagentdown.com. Go follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash rogueagentdown. Same thing on Instagram. I love uh, posting up art on Instagram. That's always fun. So anything else that I miss anything? No, no, I think we're great. All right. Awesome. So until next time, go restore some order and take back the city. Good night. Sleep tight. Got Alex!